The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. I don't care what the scoreboard says. At the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Okay. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Long Beach sports in Long Beach bars. Brought to you by 908s, where life is great. Welcome back to the show, Shoot Your Shot. Long Beach Sports in Long Beach Bars. I'm Paul Slater, the chosen one. John Grossi, the boss man. What's up, John? Hey, Good Paul. To see you, Good man. morning. It is morning. Ah, it's afternoon now. <sighs> Darn. It, it, it was, barely. It was a good morning, though. I had a good one. Big show today. Have uh, an interview with Jim McCormick. Long time Long Beach Press-Telegram sports editor. Took us back in time a little bit in that interview. Well, we've only had two people at Legends, Paul. Tony Azevedo, five-time Olympian, and Jim McCormick. And there's a reason, because he's a legend in our business. Yeah, that's true. You had a lot of good media questions for him. Yep. I had the sports questions for him, because I'm a sports guy. And because I'm a media guy. <laughs> there you go. He did take us back in time. And it was fun, because obviously we weren't born back then. But we've heard these names before. We Obviously, we didn't watch them play, because we were like, embryos or whatever they are not embryos what is it eggs something like that. uh we were not we were in our zero th- trimester during most of the stuff he was i'm not about. sure how pregnancy works but you know <laughs> what why do you guys both look over to emily to try <laughs> to figure out about pregnancy well she's the only girl in here right now yeah well i was kind of messed up sorry <laughs> <laughs> i mentioned one thing about a trimester and they both just put their heads over there as if we need to get the girl in here talking about pregnancy. Well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert, so I'm going to pass it along. Okay. Okay. That was just. It was funny. <laughs> Big show today. I want to start with the uh, what we do best, John. We are the official podcast of the countdown to the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. Yep. And I just want to give you a quick heads up. We are 10 years away. Like I said, because it's 2018 now. 3,837 days, five hours until the 2028 Olympics in L.A. Sean, what are you looking forward to most? Uh, You know what I think? I think in 2028, NASCAR is going to be an Olympic sport. Wow. Hear me out on this. Wait a minute. Don't don't they have to have a process to get there? I'm buying in on NASCAR right now because I I was just thinking about it. All these new self-driving cars, no one's going to be able to drive anymore. So now all of a sudden they're like, 12 people on earth that know how to drive, that's going to be a big deal in the future. So it's going to be like a, a, a niche sport. It's going to be, an, it's, well, it's just be like, whoa, I can't believe those guys are actually getting behind the steering wheel themselves. Like, yeah. that's crazy. That's that's a good idea. Wouldn't they do IndyCar, though? Because Long Beach already has the IndyCar track set up. Well, here's the deal. I'm not like a Riverside guy like you, so I don't know the difference between any car and NASCAR. See, why I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. Well, why do you say, why do you ask why do you say that? I have zero ties to to Riverside. Stagecoach. You're you're big St- stagecoach. Stagecoach isn't in Riverside. Riverside, there you go. That d- it literally makes no sense. Whatever. Every time you say this stuff, it makes zero sense. All right. I'm gonna go for the old. Hear me out. Summer, right? Summer. It's hot during the summer. Hot. Very hot. People are going to need sunscreen. Protection. Yes. I'm not sure if cancer is going to be cured yet. Skin cancer, it's the real thing. I'm going to get into the sunscreen business. But people are going to be like cheering on their countries and things like that. I'm going with face paint, sunscreen. Oh. So each country gets their own sunscreen. I like that a lot. USA is going to have a little red, white, and blue action, Jackson. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I guess, like, France can do that, too, because they're red, white, and blue, I guess, as well. But everybody's going to have their own sunscreen. You, it's, you're going to get protected while you got face paint on. I like that. Big week in sports uh, last week. St. Anthony's still hot, by the way. St. Anthony beat Capo Valley. Capo Valley was the reigning Division 2A champ. Yep. And they beat him in the Corona Del Mar tournament or whatever it is. St. Anthony. Currently ranked number one in Division Three AA, 
and Max Preps has them, 11th in the state. Do you think that's true? Well, Max Preps can't be everywhere. So I don't know how they're getting all this information. I'm a St. Anthony guy, but 11th in the state? The way it's they squeak, squeak past Milliken, who's not even close to being 111th in the state? Yeah, but they've got some big wins. Got some big wins. Over Oak Park. You know, they got a big actually got a big game this week against Bishop Amont. So we're at we going? Uh it's actually today. We're gonna talk about that later on in the show. It's actually today. But I you know, I think they might be eleventh in the state. Because we all know Northern California is not better than Southern California. So all the good basketball teams are gonna be down here. Okay. And if they're like, I don't know, eleventh on the US or the CIF open watch list, then they gotta be up there in the state state rankings, sure. We, we should have asked Jim McCormick. <laughs> he says he watches all of his news on, uh, on Max Ma- Preps. Yeah, he's a big Max Preps guy. That was actually kind of surprising. I don't know if people actually visit that site. In more news, your boy Cam McDonald, your big Long Beach Poly football guy, big Long Beach Poly football. Cam guy. McDonald, remember he was going to USC. Yeah, he, he he committed to USC, backed out, didn't like what was going on over there. Recently, verbally committed to Florida State. Wow. A Seminole. Yeah. That's all the way across the country, John. That's over 10 miles from here. Is it over 10,000? Yeah. I think it has hey, to do be. Hey, did we ever talk about the fact that Matt Corral isn't going to Florida anymore? Yeah, we did. Okay. Well, I reheard that this weekend. You did? He's an old Miss guy now. He's old Miss, yeah. yeah. We're going to go visit him. You don't think I talk in like little high school football circles when you're not around me, but I do. I was just thinking that. I was. You, di- I, you're, I know you want to know who I was talking about yeah, this with, and I'm not going to Kind of. I was also. I got my ears low to the ground. I was also going to tell you that I was going to say that you're probably pretty pissed that we're still talking about high school football in January. I wouldn't mind just starting to talk about like what grinds my gears. But. He wasn't locked in. No, because he didn't sign. He just committed. People can do that. People can do that. So he's taken an. He's actually he verbally committed. Hasn't taken an official visit yet. He's going oh. this Saturday. So, Cam, if you're listening, I got some some cool things that you can do in Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, John, is the state capital of Florida, if you didn't know. One, visit the? Well, I'm thinking about going to this place called Bullwinkle Saloon. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. So, I'm actually hoping that he does sign so that we could go. <laughs> and we could go to this Bullwinkle Saloon. Also, if he likes nature... Got a little spot called the Wakula River. Okay. Kula River. Can you hop in that thing? Well, I wouldn't because there's alligators in there. If you want to get a little dangerous, so, you could go hang out with the alligators, but that's not my thing. So you're a little scaredy poo poo pants. If you want to be like three years old, yeah. I mean, you're the scaredy poo poo pants that won't hop in the river because there's a little alligator. Have you ever seen an alligator? Crocodiles, Paul. That's what you're supposed to be scared of. No, alligators. What's the difference between alligators and crocodiles? Do you know? No. I think one's likes water and one doesn't. Something like that. They both like water. <laughs> they both live in the water. They All right, next. What else can we do? We can also hang out with these red wolves. These red wolf pups. This is more my um, up my alley. See, in Tallahassee, they have red wolf pups for six months, and then they send them to like some breeding ground, and then they bring new people in or new pups in. <laughs> but this year or this time, they extended their stay to one year. So they're still there, and he can go visit them. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. What, we're red talking wolves? About, we're what talking are, about red wolves? Tallahassee, Florida. What are red wolves? Red wolves. Werewolves? Red wolves. They're like wolves, but they're red. And they, they only breed in Tallahassee, and then they have to grow up elsewhere? No, they have them there. They have them there. Why can't you just, like, agree? One no, time? I agree. I do agree. I agree 100%. I agree 100% with what, everything you just said. You know what really grinds my gears? You. You grind my gears. I'm talking to my friend Cam McDonald, who's going on a visit to Tallahassee, Florida on Saturday. So what do you want him to do with the Red Wolves? Just go visit him. That's what he can do. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Because they have them there. They're there. Okay. That's you ever idea. seen a Red Wolf? That's a good idea. Have you seen a Red Wolf? No, because I don't take your advice as much as I should. Because you haven't been to Tallahassee, Florida. But if you go, you could see a Red Wolf. That's what I'm saying right now. Like, just pay attention to me. Okay. You freaking grind my gears. Do you have a grind my gears? <laughs> yeah, are we doing a grind my gears? Yeah, segment? let's do it. All right, here's mine. Here's mine. And I, it's really no one's fault but my own or the world. I don't know who to blame. But, uh, you know, I have my Hyundai Sonata. 
and it's one of those pretty the Savant Pass. The Savant Pass, pretty hip new car, you know, newer model. You don't even have to put the key in the ignition. You just the keys are in your pockets. It's push to start. You push to start. It all happens. Well, You're this week I'm distributing magazines. I'm driving the old Grossy family minivan around to fit all the boxes and magazines in there. You know how many times I've gotten in my car this week and the keys are in my pocket and I just there's nothing there. Does that make sense? Uh, in the minivan. In the minivan. Yeah. So then then the keys are in my pocket, but I'm already sitting down in my jeans, which I newly I just did laundry, so they're real tight. So I gotta like try. I've been there before. Um, and sometimes my seatbelt's already on, and I gotta reach in. Well, it to my should pocket. be on all the time. Well, but sometimes I realize right away, but sometimes I don't. Bad boy. But I gotta reach in my pocket. It's just a, who do I blame? Uh, uh, people in the past. It's a bad situation. You blame people in the past. I do. Because push to start, oh, it comes around nowadays, but it wasn't there they back in the day. They probably could have been doing it all the time. Yeah. They just weren't thinking with their their heads on straight. Well, they they thought they're better than everybody else. So it's just been a real ordeal for me this but week. That's a tough. It's yeah. a tough life. And then I have you coming in here chirping at me about red wolves. Clearly, my mind's elsewhere, Paul. You got another one? Yeah, I got one. Okay. You might think that my grind my gear segment is only about Migos because if you remember last week, it was about Migos and how they didn't perform at the yeah. halftime show for the college football playoff. Well, this one's about Migos again. Yep. Listen to the radio the other day, Power One Hundred Six. I switch it up. I go Power One Hundred Six, little country. I don't like Kareth 101 anymore. I, I just can't listen to it. You know what? That I, also grinds my gears. But let me let me throw this in there for you. I listened to Kareth 101 this weekend. Out of nowhere, they play Hey Ya. See, this is what I'm talking but about. But see, that's a good that's song. Not, you can't ever get mad no, at that. No, but that's not a Kareth well, 101 song. I agree, but I feel like any radio station can play that song because it's one of the greatest songs ever written. I guess. You're never mad to hear that song. I'm not. I'm never. not. But when I flip on Kareth 101, I want to hear The Temptations. True. I don't want to hear Outcast. Well, and when I do hear Outcast, I'm like, ah, I like it because I like Outcast. So I'm listening to Power 106. Uh, the song Motorsport comes on. Good song. You ever heard Motorsport? It's a hell of a song. It's a, it's a Migo song, right? They start with the intro, and then it goes straight to Cardi B's part, and then goes straight to Nicki Minaj part, and the song ends. You can't play that Migos song and take out the other verses. Like, what the heck is that? Does that make sense? I'm, John I have has no, no idea what you're talking I know about. you don't. I, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm just mad. It's a Migos song, so I want to hear offset verse and takeoff verse. Why would they take it off? No pun intended. <laughs> I'm just pissed. And I know you don't. I hear you. You're, no, I hear you're you. like I hear you. so far you. away from pop culture. It's unbelievable, John. I hear you. And I just. I'm trying to get you on board. Well, speaking of people who would not understand a word you just said, great interview with Jim McCormick today. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you think he knows who Migos is? Uh, I, actually, I, I think he might. I wouldn't put past him. I, I would think not, he might. Jim McCormick is very with it. Like you said, probably closer to pop culture than I am. I'm in a bubble, Paul. You need you work your way out, bud. You want me to pop it for you? That sounds so scary, though. <laughs> yeah, but you are, are scaredy poopy pants or whatever you are. I know, I am. Uh, let's toss this thing to the Jim McCormick interview. Like like we said, he is with it. Like he's not that old; he just retired. You, you know what I mean? But he like, he's had a long career. What I mean is, he still watches. He still sticks with Long Beach sports. Yeah, he knows cool. what's going yeah. on. He he knows about Long Beach State. He asked about how St. Anthony's basketball team is doing, and yep. we said they're the real deal. That that's cool. I mean, he lives in La Mirada, my my home away from home. And this is just a great interview. If you're if you like Long Beach sports, I mean, this guy has been Long Beach sports for the longest time. And has kind of been just a, a hero to everyone else that's now carrying the tote. Torch. 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 Speaking Coach, of tor torch. Well, torch. We're torch guys because of the uh, Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's toss this to Jim McCormick at Legends. This episode of Shoot Your Shot is brought to you by Long Beach 908 Magazine's back page sponsor, the best in the real estate biz, Michelle Kay and her home selling team. Why go with Michelle Kay? Because no one cares more about her clients. She specializes in being over the top, off the charts, and helpful to clients. The bottom line is she doesn't know how to approach clients and their problems in any other way. And oh, by the way, she donates a portion of all of her sales to the number one fundraiser and supporter of local sports in our city, the Long Beach Century Club. Find Michelle Kay at betterlivinginlongbeach.com. Wow. 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 We're at Legend Sports Bar on 2nd Street, America's first modern sports bar. We have to have this legend, this Long Beach legend, with us. It's Jim McCormick. 
PT sports editor for shoot, I don't know how long. How long have you been the sports editor? W were you the sports editor uh, before retiring? Twenty five years. Twenty five years. But how long have you been at the at the PT? Uh, I was. I worked there for forty five. Started in nineteen sixty two. Retired in two thousand seven. That's America's uh, first modern sports editor. I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> set, well, set the path for all of us. That's the only. That's the sports editor I know. You're the sports editor that I know that I grew up with. That's pretty sick. Yeah, well, I'm I'm honored. I actually followed a a great line of sports editors at the at the Press Telegram and and inherited an incredible staff in uh, 1980. And uh, then just uh, we just went into what had to be like the golden era of of sports journalism, certainly in Southern California, and and had a great time right up until my retirement. You were responsible for all those articles I used to read when I was slurping my cereal before elementary school and, uh, and just kind of half, half awake, half asleep. But I liked your work. Emphasis uh, on slurp. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to watch little kid John Gross eat cereal in the morning. That's <laughs> you don't want to sure. eat. As long as you're reading the press John telegram <laughs> while you do it, I'm fine with it. Um, you had a, a pretty cool story about how you got into the, the business. Do you want to tell us that for a second? Uh, yeah, every, everything that ever happened to me, I, there was always somebody there at the right time that really allowed me to have a career that was, you know, I grew up in a little town, Jacksonville, Oregon, and and my universe was about 10 miles in diameter until I came down to Compton when I was 18 and lived with an aunt to go to school. So the things that happened to me after I got here, I, you know, when we have conversations like this or I stop and reflect it's it's really amazing how blessed I was, primarily because every time I needed somebody to be there, there was somebody there to do the things I needed to get to move down my career, move forward my career. I, I assume the story you're talking about is I was a student at Compton and wanted to get into the newspaper business, and the publicist at Compton, a guy named Bill Shahan, always phoned in the results of all the Compton sports events told the guys on the suburban sports desk that he had a guy that wanted to get in the business and uh and and they said well we've got it we can use him on friday nights just just send him down so he told me i had a job at the press telegram never interviewed never talked to anybody at the press telegram at all he just said you know you got a you got a job at the press telegram it's friday night working from about five o'clock at night until about three in those days, we had a morning and afternoon paper, and we put together an afternoon suburban sports page that we worked on until about 3 or 4 in the morning on Saturday morning. And I told him I couldn't take the job because I didn't have any way to get to Long Beach. So that was in March of 1962. So for the rest of the school year, uh, he, he, drove me to, he drove me to Long Beach at 5, and then I'd call him at 3 o'clock in the morning in Compton. He'd come get me. Wow. And uh, so I got started that way, then went back to Oregon in the summer and got a car and a camera and, and came back and, uh, and started working and uh, got a paycheck every, every pay period for the next 45 years. So it was that's, incredible. That's pretty amazing. I was blessed beyond measure. It's crazy you said you came from a town with a 10-mile radius, basically. Because Paul's head is about a 10-mile radius and all of itself, you know? Because how big my brain is. <laughs> yeah, you need that room. Huh? <laughs> and there's room um, for expansion. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's always expanding. It's like the universe. What, what's your – so fast forward through your 44-year career or whatever at the PT, right? What's your most memorable sports moment? That's really tough because I – uh, I, I talk about just kind of being in the right place and having the right people. When when I became full-time at the paper, there was a hierarchy, and and uh, ultimately your dream was to cover the Dodgers. The most experienced guys on the covered the Dodgers and the Rams. You started out covering the preps. If there was a change on the staff and you moved up a notch, you went to Long Beach State, which was the next low, it was the second lowest rung on the on the beat hierarchy. And I covered preps as a full-timer for one year and then got the job at Long Beach State. It was about that time that Long Beach State, they got a new athletic director and they hired Jerry Tarkanian and Jim Stanglin and 
And so the beat grew in importance uh, just dramatically at the paper, and I was just I was already there, so I went along for the ride. So specific specific moments, there are all kinds of them, but just you know, I I covered every every basketball game Jerry Tarkanian coached at Long Beach State, and then every game Lou Olson covered at coached at Long Beach State, and then Dwight Jones, and then and then Tex Winter. And so, you know, by the time I was 35, I'd covered three Hall of Fame basketball coaches. Everywhere we went, it was kind of like, golly, look at the We're in Madison Square Garden playing basketball and rotting about it. And, you know, and it was just – and it was just – all of it was magical. So are you taking credit for uh, those coaches' Hall of Fame careers? Uh, That's the one thing they have in common is that you covered it. <laughs> exactly. I'm ta- I'm taking credit for being a really lucky sap is what I'm taking credit for. We don't even know if they really won all those games. He just wrote that they did. <laughs> yeah. So that's true. And and they were. I mean, and each one of them was. Tarkanian was just. You know, tell a travel story. Tarkanian, when we would travel, and we were traveling all the time in December, if it said, okay, we have a flight to New York at, that leaves at ten. Tarkanian thought you had to be at the airport at 10. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know how many times, literally, they opened the doors and let us on the plane after everybody was boarded. And when you're, when you're like in Dallas, uh, it's one thing if you miss a flight in L.A., you're still, you know, you're still home. But I remember one time in, in, in Dallas where, and it's Christmas Eve, and... It's pretty clear. You're, I'm not going to be home for I'm not going to be home for Christmas because Tark's just still, you know, just wandering around, wandering around in the in the airport. We always made it, and in today's world, obviously, you wouldn't uh, if you weren't there for like three days before you left. You were in trouble. <laughs> so when you moved into the editor role, can you walk us through? I mean. Not everyone in this world, one reason I think I like you so much is not everyone in this world knows what a deadline's like. And you, you dealt with them all the time, and, and Paul and I do as well. That's a, that's a special kind of grind. What were those deadlines like ba- back in the, in the days there? For sports writers particularly, and I, can, and I put myself in this category, most of us don't seem to function very well until the building's on fire. And so <laughs> deadlines, and deadlines are just... Uh, they're they're maddening they're they're necessary and uh, uh but it's there's an incredible amount of pressure and when you you know you get done at midnight producing the paper in our case then you go home and you're like bouncing off the walls until about three or four o'clock in the morning so it was it was a really different culture you know i've been i've been retired since two thousand and six I still do some things that require that require deadlines, and I still can't actually dial it up and get to work until th- there's just a ridiculous amount of pressure to get it done. <laughs> Doug Krikorian is the only guy I can think of off the top of my head that got things done before deadline. Really? Everything else, everybody else was just it was gonna it was gonna be right to the last minute. Am I guess? Are you guys like that? Oh, for sure. I don't think I've done <laughs> I- anything of quality before 10 p.m. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's just something about like yeah, it's, you have to have your your back against a, the wall for that. Yeah, I think it's a rule. Yeah. What was your favorite sports team to cover? I know you covered a bunch, but and I know you're going to say that you loved all of them. But what was that one team that you loved following and writing about? Geez, that that really is difficult. Uh, Lou, Lou Olson's twenty-four and two team was what was really remarkable. That was, you know, that was a team that might have challenged for a national championship. That was a that was a prototype basketball team. Who was on that team? Uh, Clifton and Roscoe Pondexter, uh, Leonard Gray, uh, Rick Aberig and Glenn McDonald, and four of the five were all drafted in the third round or higher of the NBA draft after the after the 74 season. Aberig was, <clears throat> Aberig was a point guard and was a, was a magician with the, with the ball, and they, uh, they lost two games all year. They were ineligible for the playoffs because of NCAA sanctions, which was, which was unfortunate. But they were really big, 
and physical and mobile. I mean, they they became they became what the typical college basketball team looked like about about 20 years 20 years later. And their sixth man was Bobby Gross, who uh, came came off the bench. He he transferred from Seattle. He a year later, as a senior, he was the player of the conference in uh, in the Big West Conference, and then was uh, one of the stars of Portland's NBA championship team with Bill Walton, that basketball team that played basketball so well as a team. So it, it, that that and all of those guys were were just really regular, comfortable guys. Loot was a blast to cover. What was one? specific coach or player that you could always count on for a good quote you you, you know that that's that's an that's an interesting question because uh <laughs> but it is and, and i'm sure you guys have already experienced uh experienced that yourself and coaches are coaches are all are all different you know tex tex was really clever with his quotes loot was really was really sound and fun tark was a blast they had we had a football coach named Wayne Howard. His quotes, when like if he was talking to you, he would be so amped up with what he said that that you'd you'd be all fired up over his quote. But the quote in print was was never as animated as as right, the presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you con- can't print everything they're saying too. And conversely, there was a football coach there who, who I really enjoyed named Dave Curry, football coach for a while, left to go to Cincinnati. His comments were always really droll, but in print they were hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it just it ran the gamut. But actually the coaches I covered with what you guys do now with video and, and things like that, where you could do a better job than just with the written word of capturing their personalities. There were dozens of them you guys would have loved, you know, Ron Allison Track and Ted Banks. And, I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. It, it was a great place to be, so comfortable out there and, and so accessible and, and a lot of energy, uh, kind of a mutt school trying to be bigger than most people wanted it to be and really shocking a lot of people with its successes at different times. I don't really know what I'm going to do with this one here, but I just remember, I just know all, all the old press movies. You got the the guys talking real fast during deadline on the phone. Did you used to do that? Uh, I want to do a, a scenario with you. So I'm like I'm like your guy that didn't get his deadline in on time, and then you tell me real fast what a, what a bad employee I am or how stressed out it's making you. Actually, that <laughs> that <laughs> happens that happens so much uh, that. Uh, yeah, you know, you just talk to them, and you know nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> Old dogs, new tricks. You can't, ch- you can't change habits. There are lots of things I don't like about the journalism today, uh, particularly the, like I can barely watch ESPN, and it, because the newscasters want to be the story. You know, they're in those skinny suits, and they're trying to be witty, and I'm, you know, give me the information about the teams and the players. You're and preaching to the choir right now, my friend. I, I and I know he can't even fit in skinny suits. So you, don't have <laughs> yeah. to, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that. But you want me to go back and, and uh, reminisce a little bit when the other thing we, you would do if, uh, if, you, if you were at a coverage situation that was big enough, you'd write your story and send it by telegram to the paper. And we had a teletype in our... At, at the paper, and the story would come in on it on a teletype. Um, is that like a fax machine? No, this is this is a literal teletype. Tick 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 tick, oh. and the thing's typing, and it's. Uh, uh, We're so young, we have no idea what you're talking. <laughs> about. Yeah. You're, you're saying teletype? I'm like Teletubby. I don't know. What you're I I've, uh, I covered a basketball game in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Long Beach State Marquette, mm. where I type great, my story. Great sports town. Yes. Except not in December and January, That's where true. the yeah. snow's like higher than you are. But Marquette has it, cool jerseys. Did you yes. stay at the Fister? I may have. Good hotel. Di- digression here. <laughs> Go to a Marquette practice the day before a game. Shoot around, uh, and they're finishing their practice. Al McGuire's a coach. 
Tark comes in and they're just finishing their practice and then Tark's guys are going to shoot around for a bit. McGuire starts talking to Tarkanian. He says, uh, he tells Hank Raymond, his assistant coach, which is like an assistant head, you run practice. And he, and he says to Tarkanian to me, you guys want a beer? <laughs> and so we went across the street. He had a bar across the street from the Milwaukee Arena. And so we drank beers while Marquette's practicing to play Long Beach State the next day. <laughs> and McGuire's just totally relaxed and having a great time. Of course, Tark's, you know, you could uh, – you could unscrew a Coke bottle with his ear. He's so, he, he, so there's other ways you could unscrew it too. But he, uh, he, he, he would. Tark was, Tark could never relax in those situations. But that, you know, that's the casualness of it. I was all over the map on that, but true stories. Hey, anytime you take us to Wisconsin, we're in. Wisconsin is a, a top 25 state. What do you think? In our opinion. Top five. What do you think about top five? Top what? three. <laughs> what is your background with Wisconsin? We just we both have been there on separate occasions it's just and a hell had, of a state. had a good time. Well, you know what? 2009, um, I was doing some photo work for uh, this will be one of Gordy's long answers. Doing some f- photo work for a little USC football magazine. This is after I retired, so I'm going to photograph the Ohio State USC Ohio State game in Columbus. And so my wife and I decided to do a driving trip. And we're going to drive to every state she hasn't been to, which is 24 of them. And in the middle of that, we're going to go to Columbus, and I'm going to photograph this football game. So we drove through Wisconsin and uh, along uh, Lake Superior. In a word, we loved it. It was the it's beautiful. People, the people were great. We stopped in Marquette, Wisconsin, and, and visited a lighthouse. Marquette's, Marquette, Wisconsin's on Lake Superior. They get 253 inches of snow a year. So we were glad we were driving through there in September. But it was, it was a neat state. Cheese curds, the wild rice, the, the you, food, the you, people. You go in anywhere and they say, Jam, let me take that hat for you and let me just sit, your, sit you down, get you a piece of cheddar, and we'll just and have a good time. We should, should we stop talking about Wisconsin? Probably. Okay. Uh, we like to play this game with all of, our, all of our guests. It's called Generation Gap. So I'm going to give you a couple, two different uh, choices, and you get to tell me which one's better, okay? All right. Brian Russell or Casper Ware? Boy, that's you know they're they're so different. Uh, Brian's sto- Brian's story. Now both of those guys played after I quit covering Long Beach State, and they were both incredibly entertaining. I'll tell you, I'm not sure how to answer it, but can I tell you a Brian Russell anecdote? You could tell oh, me whatever yeah. the heck you want to tell me. I was at a Long Beach State Fresno State basketball game in the in the gold mine, and Brian is a sophomore. Is guarding Fresno State's best player. I don't remember his name. He's a prolific scorer, 20 points a game or whatever. And Fresno runs a play to get this guy open, and he shoots a lay-in. And while he's shooting the lay-in, Brian's still at the top of the key. I mean, he just – I mean, he couldn't have found the guy with a map. <laughs> and uh, and he, Seth Greenberg was the coach, and, and Brian – Brian just looks over at Seth and holds his arms out and kind of shrugs like, I have no idea what happened. And then years later, to see him guarding Michael Jordan in the seventh game of an NBA championship series is just like, wow. You know, and and he had a deserved reputation as a good NBA defender. Casper was part of that, the freshman five, the Long Beach's version of the Fab Five, and had a great, great career. So they they both have really magical places in uh, in Long Beach State history. What I'm hearing Jim say is there's a player that went to Fresno State that's better than Michael Jordan. That's wow. Yeah, I guess so. I, that, see, that's how <laughs> at, it, that, at that moment in today's in time, media world, that's how you grab clicks. You got to say stuff like that. But in but in this uh, in today's world, uh, Lavar Ball's better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's actually that's There's a fact. Another generation. So. I'd like to, I'd like to see one on one. To be honest, I'd like to see one on one. You like Jason Giambi or Evan Longoria? I like them both. <laughs> I mean, see, don't do this to me, Jim. Are you yeah, kidding me? Well, 
If I had to pick one over the other, and, and there's no reason why I ever should, but Jason's intensity was really was really something else. Uh, Longoria always knew, uh, you know, it was clear from probably out of high school he was going to be a high draft pick, and he was a little bit, at Long Beach State, he played wonderfully, but a little bit more nonchalant about the whole process than uh, Jason. Jason's like on fire from the second he steps on the field until he leaves and went through a lot, made a lot of mistakes, but really managed himself well through the process. So I, I guess Jason, but I like that. I don't like these guys that already act like they're in the pros and just like they're too good for everything. I like that, that raw. And Jason Giambi took steroids, which means that he really wanted to take it to the next level. Like he really wanted to be a great player. You know what? Then he came back and and dealt with it like a man. And and, uh, a lot of them played dodgeball with that. and And he manned up right away. And came back and actually had a second career yeah. as a as a as a good baseball player, a good citizen on his baseball team. So, props for that. Another headline: Jim McCormick says dodgeball is not a man sport. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Are say, you a tar- say that to my high school dodgeball ring? But okay. <laughs> Are you a Tart guy or a Dan Munson guy? Oh, I'm a. You know, this is no reflection on Munson, who I don't know very well. But Tark was. <laughs> Tark was is just a very very special part of my life. Uh, there's no contest there. I just well, let me tell you something. Tark didn't revitalize the Gonzaga revolution and turn them into a powerhouse. No, he did not. But he did saying. revitalize Long Beach State, uh, <laughs> UNLV, and Fresno State, and was a riot on roller skates doing all three. <laughs> Paul's just more of a Gonzaga fan than Long Beach State, I guess. Well, that's not true. You like Paul Goidos? Or Ali Morales? Uh, Goidos. Well, let me tell you about this Ali Morales girl. I know I know who she is, and she's a sweetheart. She's going to be a superstar. Yes, she well, is. Well, she's already a superstar, but she's going to be a complete superstar, and she's going to give all of her winnings to the Philippines. That's what she said. I saw that. I'm impressed. But Goidos gives a lot of his winnings back to Long Beach State by yep. purchasing tickets. So, I guess I'm more of a U of I guy than a Long Beach State guy then, right? Yep. What is it with this guy? <laughs> you want to you want to live in the Philippines or America, Paul? Yeah. Unbe- unbelievable. I'm more of an America guy, but you know how that goes. Uh, we're over here at Legends. We're about to eat some food. Uh, it's over there. It's, I'm staring at it. It looks real nice. What What did you order, Jim? What was your What was I your go to here? Clubhouse Cobb. Clubhouse Cobb. Okay. That. Wow. When you open a menu, what do you? What is your like default? I like salads, but I also like. I also like Rubens and pastrami's and hamburgers. Yeah. We're, and we're Ruben guys. <laughs> Every time I come to a restaurant, it's yeah, fish and chips looks pretty good too. Yeah, I went with the fish and chips just because it's a Legends Classic, Paul. Yeah, if you I, haven't had their fish and chips, you got to do it. When I open a menu, Ruben is for sure like my first choice, but it's always my my choice, so I have to switch it up all the time. What they do is they usually put the beef dip next to the Reuben, and that's the only <laughs> right. thing. So it kind of gets your mind off it a little bit because you're like, okay, beef dip's good yeah. too. When, what we did wa- I get? when we walked in here, Jim said uh, lots of great memories here at Legends. So, Well, there have been Long Beach State press conferences here and players introduced and uh, coaches introduced. And, uh, you know, this has been a real – when John Morris was here, it was a real Long Beach State hangout. And this is one of Long Beach's special places. And in, uh, in today's world, it's really, it's really difficult to sustain that because there's just so many – there's so many distractions and and not a great sense of a need for history. That's one of the I, I want to say y- you guys with what you're doing with 908 uh, is it's it's really it's really terrific. Young guys that have an appreciation for a town that just has an unbelievable sports history, and it would be an incredible loss for Long Beach if there weren't people like you guys still passing along the message of of what a what a remarkable place this is for athletes and coaches. Jim McCormick just said some nice things about me, and that feels real yeah, good. That was awesome. That makes me feel good inside. <laughs> Thank you so much about that. Well, should we end it? Should we just I end meant, it now? I meant <laughs> we might as well just end it now. No, we got to give him talking pass. I like yeah, no press guys. So we, we have do rapid fire. We, we finish every single uh, interview with a set of rapid fire questions. Are you ready for these things? And all my short answers? Yeah, yeah we, let's, <laughs> let's do this. Just try your best. What events or place or gym stadium 
was the best had the best hospitality I don't know I never I never really paid much attention to that I love Blair Field I love the gold mine you asked me earlier I'm, I'm going to digress a little bit here you asked me one moment in in sports that really stands out uh, I'm going to go back to uh, a basketball game in the gold mine you guys may know Dana Wilkerson she played basketball at Long Beach State and now is the athletic director at Linwood High School. Her very first game as a as a basketball player at Long Beach State, you know, uh, Long Beach played the Russian national team in an exhibition game in the gold mine. Place was packed. Everybody's familiar with Tyus Edney's length of the court drive to beat um, I think it was Montana in the NCAA playoffs. Missouri. Missouri. Thank you. Dana Wilkerson did the same thing. Uh, in her first game, and put in a lay-in over, over two Russian players that looked like they were about a thousand feet tall, and Long Beach beat Russia 96-95 in the goal wow. mine. I mean, berserk sideways. It was just, it was just amazing. And I, I, I think I'd go with, I think I'd go with I'm that. Getting chills down my yeah, spine. Seriously, it was, it was, it was incredible. Just the fact that at least like. 10 Russian girls, when they think of America, they think of the gold mine. Because that's what America yeah. is. And that is what America is yeah. right there. Exactly. And some and some 18-year-old twerp beat them. Yep. They should do one game a year at the gold mine still. Uh, that's that's kind Absolutely. Of my, throwback game. Yeah. Like when the students are out of town and not a lot of people are going to go to the game, pack everybody in the gold mine. Make that thing, like, legit. How do you consume sports media these days? Where, where, where's your number one place to get sports news? Max Preps. <laughs> I really like high school sports, and the CIF still gives me a photo pass, so I, I, I go to lots of games. I love photography. What's the best word count for a good article? Well, more than uh, the, the, the article is going to de- depend on the significance of the subject. That The number I would give you is, is – uh, 16 to 20 and that would be the number of words in a sentence that that's Ooh. that's that's more important you know some stories are i like that some stories are going to be worth 100 words and some stories are going to be worth thousands but uh, uh 16 to 20 words per sentence paul you hear that how many words was that in that sentence <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm 12. telling you so you can remind me okay what's uh is your your post deadline meal or what was your post-deadline meal? Well, on the, the really amped up uh, nights, which were high school Fridays, in the old days, uh, there was a place in La Mirada called Noggles. It was mm-hmm. owned by Del Taco. Oh, so we love Del Taco. We're big Del Taco well, deadline guys. Noggles, <laughs> Noggles had, a, had a breakfast burrito, chili and eggs and cheese. Oh, wow. And I'd get two of those and a six-pack of beer and I'd go home and my wife would wait up for me and and we would we would noggles and beer until about oh, three o'clock wow. in the what, morning. What beer did you go with? Probably at that time Coors. Oh my god. I can't <laughs> believe you just told us that you go Coors like Del Taco. That's what we do every deadline. <laughs> yeah, are you Oh my me? gosh. See, there, there is no generation gap. There's no Heck generation no. gap. Come by the office after midnight on a deadline and we'll have some insanity. Del Taco and Coors light waiting for you. You want one one Coors beer story? Oh yeah, I'll take ten. I'll take a six pack. Yeah, you want. whatever you want. We had the Long Beach State plays in the All College uh, tournament in Oklahoma City. Miss- Mississippi is playing in uh, the tournament too, and in and in Mississippi they sell Coors. I mean, in Oklahoma City they sell Coors. Mississippi they don't. So the Mississippi young guy, Mississippi SID, leaves all of his clothes in. Uh, in Oklahoma City and fills a suitcase with Coors. No way. To go to to take it home because he knew he'd be he, he knew he'd be the head of his uh, fraternity if he came back with sixty pounds Whoa. of Coors oh, in his suitcase. Great. Who's this guy? <laughs> Living the dream. Yeah. Jeez. What is? Oh, are you go 49ers guy or go beach? Which do you say? Go beach. Go beach. Okay. Hey. Who's your favorite Seinfeld character? I think I'd probably go with Kramer. <laughs> that's a good. It's always a good choice. Always a good choice. What's your favorite sports movie? I like The Natural, but that's that's sort of a neutral 
neutral choice. It's a natural choice as well. Yeah. There you go. But on bump. <laughs> I got it. Very These Biola good. guys are really clever, aren't they? Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite vacation spot? I'm lousy at it, but a golf course. We're playing golf with my grandson. Very nice. What's your least favorite beverage? Least favorite favorite beverage? Cranberry juice with no sugar in it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did Wait, that come yeah, from? Where, where well, are you getting cranberry juice with no sugar in it? Well, I, I you know, cram drinking, you're supposed to drink lots of fluids, and I've just kind of gone through a medical issue where that's an emphasis. And cranberry juice is one of the things that's good for you to drink. But on the other hand, you don't want stuff with a lot of sugar in it. So I get the cranberry juice without, without sugar in it. And, uh, I mean, it literally turns your face inside out when you, uh, when you try and drink it. So oh, well, where do you I find really, that? At the store? Yeah, I really dilute it. This is real minutia, but, y- you know, it's one of those things when you're drinking it, you're going, you're doing this because it's good for you. I'm going to try it. And, and, your, and your mind is going, are you sure? <laughs> it sure doesn't seem like it's good. After, after you're this interview, for no sugar on anything. That's just you're off to a bad start. Yeah. After this interview, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a couple shots of cranberry juice with no sugar. See how it goes. Would you rather spend two hours in the pyramid or two hours at Blair Field? Blair Field is one of my favorite places on earth. I, I've always thought if if I die and had a memorial service, I'd want it to be at Blair Field. I like the I like the pyramid. Uh, they've got my picture up in it, so I feel oh, good. Oh, brag right wow. there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just I've actually seen your photo as I walked through the... Uh, headed for the SIDs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's super but, cool. How do but, I get my picture up Yeah, there? 45 more. You got, what, 40 years to go. <laughs> then you'll do it. Or you just bring a picture Jeez. in a frame and nail yeah, it up there yeah, and see if no, anyone takes it down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, That'd well, be easier. I think I might pick that one. Jim, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming to Legends. Uh, a legend like yourself joining us, two random guys that... Yeah aren't as legendary as you uh thanks for joining us and uh coming with our on our show i know this is your favorite show um, it is now you told me that before and i, and I like random guys i actually <laughs> prefer random guys so this worked out well perfect hey hopefully we can get you on again i'd love it what do you think yeah sure i thanks. must have some other answers <laughs> it's only going to focus on noggles and cranberry juice and coors oh. like yeah <laughs> wow it looks great traditional american foursquare so, the I know there's a big like gap in age between old Jim McCormick and us, but or is that how you say it? Is that gram- grammatically correct? Yes. Nice. So there's a big age gap, but I mean, we're not so different. We're not different, and that was if there's breaking news at all, it's the fact that his old deadlines of the press telegram in the '60s, '70s, and '80s were the same as ours now. I know. It's awesome. You crush them late at night, you drink Coors, and you go get Del Taco. That's the best. When he Little said morale that. Del Taco. Oh, my God. I've never – I don't think I've ever, like, been more wowed in an interview than when I heard that they used to go to Del Taco. Well, not Del Taco, but Noggles. Noggles. It was just so unexpected. I I had no – I did not see <laughs> that coming one bit. One bit that I see him saying that yeah. his favorite meal is a Del Taco spot. And you know how we always get kind of like depressed during deadlines that we feel like we're bad people because we see Del Taco yeah. nonstop late at night. But now we know. And now I don't feel bad. But now it almost hurts us though because we're gonna do it without feeling bad. And yeah, it's that's still bad. not that great. You no, know, yeah. yeah. I wonder what what if he likes Del Scorcho sauce. He uh, he probably likes them both. He probably likes them. What well, he does? But he does. Does he go to Del Taco? He just goes to that Del Taco spot that was owned by Del Taco. Yeah. We gotta go. Know. We're actually going. We're actually going this week. Should we go Thursday? I'm in. Or Friday? I'm in. Ooh, Friday. There's basketball games. We could go see your boy Schmidt Wilson play. Yeah. And then we could go to and hit Noggles up. Noggles I'm after. I'm Producer just... Nick, you in? Producer Nick. <laughs> oh, good to have you, buddy. That was a, that was a hard yes. <laughs> he said, "There's no better way to ever spend his Friday night than going to a high school basketball game." And Noggles with, <laughs> with his two best friends. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, Long Beach State, he, he covered Long Beach State basketball for a while. He had some, some great stories. Mm-hmm. He still talks about the team. He still watches the team now. Uh, they won huge road win last weekend 
beat, they beat UC Riverside 75-68. See, that's the stuff that we need from this team. Go on the road to, t- to a tough opponent and pull out a victory and then win home games like we beat Northridge earlier in the week. Like that that's what old Long Beach State used to do, like when Casper Ware was was around. I mean we just can't ever lose, basically. Well yeah, but if we lose to anyone I But mean, as of late we've been losing like bad ones. Bad yeah. games like that. We can only lose a road game to the best team in the conference besides us. That's right. that's the only acceptable like I'll take I'll, I'll take a I'll take a loss to Hawaii on the road. It's tough to win over there. Or maybe UCI. You know those those fans go out to play those games or go to watch those games against Long Beach State because yep. everybody hates Long Beach State because we're better than everybody else. Yep. So I, I'll, I'll accept that. But we got to win a tough game like that on the road at Riverside, and that was that was necessary. And I was really appreciative about that from our friends from our team. Um, I bet they appreciate you appreciating <laughs> them. You know what? Maybe you guys should exchange like cards. Long Beach State plays UC Davis. This is a big game. UC Davis on the road. It's actually today, later today, because we're doing this on Wednesday. I'm hopping on the flight after this podcast. Yeah, but but should we should we do 908 into the future? If you want. Yeah, you want to take this into the future, and we'll tell everybody what went down. Yeah. Okay, let's let's take it real quick. <laughs> Man, what a game that was, huh? Big win for Long Beach State. Did they win, Paul? Yeah, they won yesterday on the road at UC Davis. Boy, that's the best news I've heard in a day because I flew up there and I got lost in all the crops of that agricultural town of Davis. And I was running through the cornfields, couldn't even find the gym. It's stinky over there. Oh, it was stinky. Man, what a great game by Temi Youssef. Temi Youssef had 18 points and... Seven rebounds in three blocks. Well, I was rooting for Gabe Levin as I was starving through the night, praying to the gods for some Gabe Levin bread to fall down from the heavens. He had another big game? I don't know. I was stuck in the crop fields of the agricultural town that is Davis. Have you ever been? Uh, I have not been. Actually, I've drove through. I've never, like, stopped. Very agricultural based. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get lost in those cornfields. Yeah. So. All right, let's send it back. Should we go back to... <laughs> Should we go back to the present? Yeah. We're back, right? Yeah, we're back. We're back. It's Wednesday again. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, well, hope I have fun on my Davis trip. <laughs> uh, so last time, remember we said Gabe Levin was having a, was gonna have a big game. Yeah. He did have a big game, Good. and Long Beach State won. They did win by ten. Oh no, I said they were gonna win by twenty, but they won by ten last time. Well, ten is one well, one ten, number away from being twenty. Ten is the new twenty. The zeros are the same, and one and two are just one number away from each other. So, spot on. A little math. Spot on. Another big game later tonight. We're talking about it. St. Anthony basketball, number one in three double A. They have a big league match against the number two team in three A, Bishop Amont. That's got? that's <clears throat> later today, but if people hear it on Thursday, they this game would have already happened. So should we send it back? <laughs> We're going back to the Let's future. go back to Thursday. Okay. You ready? <laughs> Man, tough road. I mean, tough home game, but a big win for our Saints. They won 83 to 76. Really fast-paced. Super fast-paced. And you know what? When I pick, picked up Noah Nickel on my fantasy team, I thought more of it as like an assist guy, steals. Boy, him lighting it up from three. For 15 from three and add in another seven? That's wow. 22. 22 points. That's a lot of points. That was a, that was a good game by Noah Yeah, Nickel. Noah Nickel for yeah. sure had a great game. They moved the ball really well. Yeah. He had a couple of those open threes from the corner. That yep. was nice. Your you guy Nelm didn't do too bad. <laughs> yeah, he had a big game as well. He had 21 and 14. 14 rebounds. They just couldn't handle his size inside. That was pretty impressive. Size by, is very deadly, especially Nelms. inside. Yeah. You know who else had a big game? Juice. Juice. Juice was out there. LaCroix was not in because they had a guy named LaCroix yep. on their team. You remember? Bishop Vermont had that LaCroix guy. Yeah, he was looking we like a We had Juice little, Belvin on yeah, our team. LaCroix piece of he had He had 12 points. Player. He had 12 points, and he was on, he was a lockdown defender as well it, yeah. when that, in that trap that they ran. That was a good time. Good time by St. Anthony. That was a big win. We needed that. Big 2-0 win. in league now. They're in first place. Go Saints. Fear the halo. Fear the halo, baby. SA. All right, let's go back. 
I wonder how they did. Hopefully they win. Uh, hopefully they're gonna have a good game. Yeah, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Should be should be a big game. <clears throat> Let's go to our uh, our favorite segment. It might be ending soon though, John. Our okay. favorite segment. Good juju, bad juju. Juju Smith Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dead juju. Well, no, that's it's a little too. <laughs> you said it was gonna be ending. Well, it's gonna be ending because the Steelers lost. Okay. So football season's over for the Steelers. But Juju Smith Schuster is still alive and well. He is alive and well. He had a great rookie year. Little good juju here for you. What a well, a Super Bowl would have been great, but what a way to end the year. He caught a touchdown pass on the final play of the Steelers season. Wow. Would the Steelers want any other way to go out? Nope. You know I'm a big Bang guy. <laughs> but but I think I'm more of a juju guy, to be honest. They ran at a time. They were down by like ten or something like that against the Jaguars. And Juju caught a touchdown pass. He didn't look too happy. He might have thought it was bad, Juju. I thought it was good, Juju. I liked it. I was watching that game because I'm a big football guy, and uh, I actually had somewhere to be, but I waited till that game ended because I wanted to catch the end of that thing because uh, I'm, I'm a big, you know, football guy. So the Jaguars are going to the AFC Championship game on Sunday. Mercedes Lewis is on the Jaguars. <clears throat> Long Beach guy went to Poly, went to UCLA. I'm ro- I'm rooting for him. Hopefully he goes to the Super Bowl. Maybe we could get us some tickets to Maybe Minnesota because we are Minnesota guys. We have a place to stay. We do have a place to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. Multiple places to I know, stay, that's, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> a little bad juju here for you, though. You thought you were going to get away with this, huh? You thought it was only going to be good juju this week, huh? A little bad juju for you. Todd Haley, their offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. got fired. Does that mean he's not going to get as much love on offense anymore, juju? Or is he going to get even more love? Mm. So maybe it could be good juju. This is like TBD juju. TBD juju. So we'll see. Maybe your guys Migos can make a song out of that. I'll send them. We don't know what's going to happen. Turn the league on fire. Yeah, that was okay. Fan favorite, newest. Let's move on. Fan favorite, newest shoot your shot segment. It's the hot topic of the week. Shoot yours hot topic. Shoot your shot topic. No, no. Shoot yours hot topic. Oh, but if you... Oh. Oh, yeah. Shoot your shot topic. You're right. So I'm going to give a couple of hot topics of the week, John. And let's let's just talk about them real quick. How did this start anyways? How did we, like... Uh, oh, you killed Kim Jong-un in your dream. Yeah, I did kill Kim Jong-un in my dream. Nice. Yeah. What a dream that was. And like most of my dreams, it has yet to come true. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. So, hey, you hear about this in the news? New California? <clears throat> Covered You're, California? No, no, New California. Oh, okay. I don't know. I haven't heard about so that. So, there's like California, right? That's where we live. But there's this segment of California that's trying to break off from California and make New California. Not too sure. Is that literally what they want the name to be? Like New, New Mexico, California? New California? Yeah. Which, are we in it? Are we out I of it? I think we're in Old California. Oh, that's kind of tight. Yeah, I kind of like old California. But we're, like, stuck with San Francisco. Well, who, who's breaking off then? Like, Sacramento. We don't need them. Like, they could go. But oh, they can go. Fresno? Yeah, Fresno's out. But, hey, San Diego's out now. Wait, uh, what? I want San Diego. How does Diego. that work? I don't know. How do you take Sacramento, Fresno, and San Diego all? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, because California is, like, this little strip on the coast, and then New California is, like, everything around it. Oh. Oh. I'm only I'm in for that. I'm in. At least that's what the map says. That's what the map says oh, right I'm here. I'm in, but I want to be known as Old California. I don't want to just be known as California. I got another one here for you, John. <laughs> another one for you here. Rafa Nadal, your boy. I'm more of a Federer guy. You're Rafa oh, Nadal guy. Okay, okay. I don't I don't like that at all. But okay. No, we're no we're Federer guys. We're club we're, fed we're guys. Club fed. We're club Australian fed. Open is happening right now. Did you know that? Or oh. not now because it's probably like nighttime <laughs> that or they're probably sleeping right now. In Australia, I'm not too sure, but Paul is fascinated with time. Yeah, it, have you ever seen the guy producer Nick more fascinated with the, the time continuum? No, no. Well, it's just crazy. <laughs> like we're all here at the same. We're all here at someone's somewhere right now, but it's a different time. Does that make sense? All right. What's your point? So he went back to his old look. He's got no sleeves. 
Remember when he used to rock the tank top while he was playing? Oh, when did he go back? When did he go away from that? I didn't even know he was playing with sleeves. Well, you haven't been a part of pop culture in like four or five years. So that's what happened. And he was wearing sleeves. He's been wearing sleeves lately. Kind of like what Federer rocks. Classic Nadal, always trying to copy Federer. Now he's doing no sleeves. So I'm asking. a Rolex now too? (sighs) See? But now I'm asking, are you more of a sleeves guy or you no sleeves guy? Well, I am a sleeves guy because I've never not worn sleeves. When you play basketball, when you play basketball, are you sleeves guy? Yes. Yeah, t-shirt runner. See, I'm no sleeves guy. Uh, now, you know, when we played in our, our most recent uh, league, I was a no sleeves guy. I, I like no sleeves because sometimes when you rock a sleeve and it's like cotton, it gets sticky and it's yep. hard to put your arm up. So you got to keep fiddling with it. So yep. that's why I always go. No sleeves. It's so tough to make a shot, a three-pointer, when the sleeves are down. Yeah. They have to be up. Right. Because it's constricting. Yeah. That sound right? Yeah. All right, Mr. I'm a sleeves guy. Mr. English over there. Another one. Mr. English. (laughs) (laughs) You hear hear about this next one? No, I'm actually really interested in what you're about to say. Next one here. People are putting peanut butter on hot dogs. I'm all in. I'm but taking I, the pro side. But I hear I hear this has been going on for a while now. I've never done it. Yeah, it has been going on for a while. Have you done it? No, but I – are they adding jelly? Because that sounds great. That's like the two most American I think you things could of put all it. I think you could do it. Peanut butter, jelly, hot dogs? That's the most American thing I've ever heard. I'm going to – see, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm going to try it once. But I'm, I'm, I'm a ketchup and mustard guy. But what if you try once and you love it? Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. But you know what I also love? Mustard, ketchup, relish, onions. I'm gonna stick with that, and I'll go with I'll I'll stick with PB and J, like a sandwich, nice sandwich. I'm just not gonna put it on my hot dog. I'm let, not knocking you. Let me just let me just make a point though. Remember back in the day when you're like, huh, pasta, pizza, sounds like great with a glass of milk. I'll never go away from this. And then someone gave you a Coors Light, and you're like, I'll try it once. <laughs> and then now, when's the last time you had a glass of milk, and how many Coors Lights have you had? When's the last time I had a glass of milk? I actually drink milk all the time still. So. Uh, last time I had a glass of milk, it has to be like multiple weeks. Yeah, I'd, I'd want two days ago, actually two glasses of hearty milk. How'd that go? Good. Was, soothe, was, soothe me. Dude, was, did you drink some milk, milk when you were slurping your cereal? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll give you that one, Paul. That was, that was great. Uh, I'm just saying, remember, like, it's an acquired taste, peanut butter and jelly hot dogs. and I know. I'm going to try it. Okay, but don't say you're not ever going to do it again because you might end up loving it. Yeah, I thought you've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying That's I true. know this from experience. You sound like you've done this already. Because do you know who I am? I'm not going to ever like not take the side of peanut butter jelly hot dogs. That just I wouldn't be John Grossi if I at all showed doubt <laughs> in that. And to be fair, I always wanted to drink Coors Light and pizza back in the day, but I wasn't 21. So once I hit 21, I was able to do it. Okay, yeah. Me too. Maybe you can't eat peanut butter and jelly hot dogs until you're 25. How old are you? Five, 25? Nice. Me too. Let's. What could have been your, your birthday could have passed? I didn't even say yes. You just I said, started just looking at you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't answer me. You just left me here to sit, look like I'm stupid. You said, as how old always. are you? 25? Nice. You didn't give me a chance to say yes. I, I stared at him for like two seconds. Thank you, Nick. Producer Nick. You're the best, man. Best producer in the game right here, yep. everybody. Producer Nick. Let's end the show with this. 908 Athlete of the Week, as we do every week. This week, he's already won it before, but, I mean, he's got to get it again. He won it last time because he set a career high. But he just beat that career high again this week. Gabe Levin, your boy, Long Beach State basketball. In a win over Cal State Northridge, he had 29 points. Producer Nick brings up a very hot topic that we should probably get to is that big John Grossi has a Twitter now. Oh, so you just you want to talk about yourself? We were talking about the 908 athlete of the week, and now you want to talk about yourself? Uh, okay, talk about Gabe Levin. Well, I was just saying we we just skipped right over him. <laughs> you want to say congrats? Congrats, Gabe. Good luck yesterday. How about that? <laughs> All right, we'll talk about you. Big that is a big hot topic though. Big strong John, the boss man, is on Twitter now. I have zero followers, zero likes, but I just got it about 20 minutes ago. Uh, had a nice 908 meeting last week. We decided we're all getting Twitters at 908. Uh, Paul, I don't know if I I don't know if I like this world I'm entering in, but I here I am. Hey, if you're listening to this, 
follow at John Grossi 908, right? Yeah, but more importantly, follow your boy, Peace Later Roman, <laughs> Roman numeral three, uh, I would say. Well, because I'm hot. Because you're hot, and because y- you can also follow him at Snapchat, PS3, at PS3. No, Peace Later 3. He'll catch fire with you on Snap if you want. Um, but yes, I do have a Twitter now. He still got a he still got a Facebook though. Hit him up in the uh, in the in the Facebook search bar. If you want an immediate Grossi. response, Venmo me, or comment, or or comment on one of my Venmos. Good luck, <laughs> and I'll comment right back. Uh, yeah, you will. Yeah. You're pretty good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're pretty good at that stuff. Uh, share, subscribe to our show on what's it call it Apple Podcast if you got an iPhone. You can listen to it on SoundCloud or lb908.com. Share our episode if you like it because that'd be sick. Just be nice. It's a, what happened nice. to people doing good deeds? Remember that good deeds thing that we just did? Yep. We're in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. We're literally passing hey, it out. If you live in East Long Beach, pick up our magazine and give it a read, huh? It was a good it was a good magazine. It was a good good issue. It was a great issue. Writers did a great job. You and producer Nick did a good job putting that thing together. I hope you do a good job passing them out, John. Thank G- you. Paul. Good luck, man. Follow us on Twitter, 908 Sports. We want to hear from you. Tweet at us. We were hot last week. Hot AF last week. It was tight. On Twitter? Yeah. See, now I'm going to We're tagging some people. I'm going to be tagging people. Liking our stuff. Ta- yeah, if you want to get in a virtual game of, of tag your it on Twitter, <laughs> hit up your boy, John Grossy 908. You're about to get hit up, dude. I promise you. All right. Can't wait. Because life is great in the 908. Shoot or shoot. So shoot. Go. Shot. Time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?